An average Christian of today does not understand the meaning of the death of Jesus Christ. That's why they'll still believe if I, I need to give so that God can prosper me. Spiritual ignorance. They still call their offering the sacrifice for their prosperity. And Jesus is looking at them and wondering, which part of me did not die when I was on the cross? No, Jesus is wondering. In today's day and age, Christians are still redeeming their firstborn. Today's day. After Jesus has died. Not only did he die, he died and remained dead for three days. Then to show that he was finished with the death process, he rose up again from the dead. The depth of ignorance is frightening. That's why some of these guys still thrive. Churches fill up when familiar spirits are operating and Christians can't see it. They will be arguing with you whether T.B. Joshua is a man of God or he's not. You see Christians? Your pastor says he's flying and he's jamming your enemies for you and you are going to that church. I mean, you know, you just wonder sometimes. You know, you will wonder and say, look, what is going on? You wonder, they now turn on you that, who are you to criticize? You will know who I am to criticize. They tell you you are judging. Like I always say, I have a duty to save not only myself, but those who listen to me. The word of God for this season, Christians, is go and learn. Go and learn. That the moment, when my wife and I were talking, I told my wife, listen, <laughs> the reason why you find this so ridiculous is that God has taught you and has built you up. That's the reason why I talk the way I talk. That is why I have never, never opened my mouth and prayed against which is why I pursue me. If you don't have any other job but pursuing me, please continue. Because you'll be there for a very long time. Poverty will be following you because you're not working again. Look, it's, it's, for me, it's not an issue. And like I said to us before, here, that knowledge, spiritually speaking, is not intellectual information. It's power. Neville Johnson said that the realm of the spirit is full of colors. That they had Neville Johnson. Can Satan, can demons read your mind? Neville Johnson said they don't have to. That it's unnecessary. That the state of your heart shows on your body as your color. That when you are moving, when there's fear, they can smell it, they can see it. When there's confidence, when there's boldness of righteousness, it shows they don't have to read your mind. That's why I said to Christians, knowledge is spiritual power. When you know the truth, it sets you free. You have not even prayed with it, you just know it. You just become aware of that, intel- of that information. And that's the spiritual power is impacted to you and your life changes. The letter of the Lord Jesus to today's church, especially coming from this our country, Nigeria, and spread to the rest of Africa, is go and get knowledge. Know the truth so you can be free. Most of your prayers have no effect. Most of your giving is a waste of time. Two important things I just said there. Most prayers Christians pray today have no effect. And most of the money they give is useless. It doesn't bless anybody because there's no positive spirit behind it. It doesn't bless them because the seed was dead on arrival. And every day, ministers learn how to make merchandise of the people. Depleting spiritual resources. That is, the financial resources in the body of Christ being wasted. I was talking with one man the other day, you know, one pastor was in my house a few days ago, 
and was describing the cathedral. They are building you know, all the money, go remove the signs in their heads, they sink into the concrete iron rod. Yes. And bigger cars. Where God could have taken them to from one point to the other comfortably. The money is there, is good. You could have used a very fine, maybe let's use a big car, a land cruiser. God, the Satan inside them will say, No, you are a big man. It has to be a Bentley. Is Bentley bad? No, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. But when Satan says they have, they've collected money that shouldn't do them or the giver good, he will deplete the resources for nothing. After he buys the Bentley, he realizes I can't maintain it. So all the offerings he has collected is wasted. Because of what? Ignorance. There's a lot of waste going on right now in the body of Christ. Prayer wastage. One of mine went to church in one night. They had about 400 and something prayer points. And if you see the four, if you see most of the prayer points, there are things I've seen. Enemies of destiny. Enemy of progress. Enemies of future. Enemy of tomorrow. Yeah, the same thing. It's destiny, tomorrow, future. Every power speaking against my destiny. Then nothing. Now these are the people who, who what happened to them? First one minute die by fire. Second, fall, fall and scatter. Some assault and dissolve. <laughs> you spend one whole night on this kind of prayer points. Believe me, the Lord is angry with you. He, you have wasted his time. He would have preferred if you slept. The man who drank. Two bottles before sleeping that night has done more of the will of God than you. <laughs> that is, he took two bottles and sent himself to a drunken sleep. God said, look, keep him safe. When he wakes up in the morning, he will recover. He has not done anything spiritually that's going to injure anybody. But this one has gone out one whole night. Some of us feeling very righteous. We don't know what God is thinking. A lot of prayer wasted. Why? Ignorance. I, I can feel the Lord Jesus saying, I know your ignorance. Repent and acquire knowledge. Otherwise, I'm coming out, I'm coming to your church, closing the church, and flogging all of you one by one. And as for the prosperity you claim I gave to you, I'll collect it back just to prove that I'm not happy. Why? There's too much ignorance outside there. So they now make it look as if following the Lord Jesus is hard. I get mails all the time, once in a while. Eh? Eh? In last year, I gave my January salary. I almost died in February. So what am I going to do this year? Sometimes I want to just delete some of those messages, but don't disturb my soul. It's your money. Do anything you like with it. The yoke has become difficult, and the burden is now heavy. And the cause is simple. People are too ignorant. They are afraid. And what's the cause of the fear? Ignorance again. It's ignorance. It's all ignorance. And I'm asking Christians, listen, this is the word of the Lord Jesus to you. Go and acquire knowledge. One day, I think, let me, I, I need to pray about it. We should, no, Israel, really, seriously. We settle down, drive serious curriculum. One, no, I'm serious. So we start teaching people Bible, I'll gather people, look, just start learning, just learn, just just even know the letters of the Bible first. Know why there are sacrifices. No, no, so that when people, next time somebody tells you sacrifice, you know what the sacrifice is. Know who paid. I like one series by the Red Prince. 
the all-sufficient sacrifice, a whole series on the all-sufficient sacrifice, analyzing the blood of Jesus, the meaning of the cross, the high priest, trying to show to people that Jesus has paid it all. Like I was saying, Christianity is not hard. It's just that we put our energies in wrong places. People become, listen, they become weary of doing good. So the reward is supposed to come for doing good. They never get it. They've gotten tired. Why? Somebody promised them what God never promised. A woman sat with me here one day. He said, why am I spending my money on medicine after I paid my tithe? I felt like I said, madam, that is why. It is that tight money that's giving you all this problem. All these problems, that is why. But you know, it's things you can't say as a pastor. You'll be thinking it inside your soul. But the service will be smiling and say it is well. <laughs> and you're wondering, say, how, how did the tight money give people problems? It is simple. It gave them false confidence. Instead of them, when they are sick, to fight the good fight of faith and take the word of God, hold on to that which is life indeed, and say, revive me according to your word. And instead of them to take the word and declare it over their body, they are wondering, is my tithe not complete? That's what the problem is. Many times when God has given you something, he says, fight for it. He says, I have given you this land. Now begin to contend with the people there in battle. I told you I went to Lagos to preach. I finished preaching like this, along those lines. One woman came to me at the end of the day. I said, sir, I just want to tell you that that thing you preached happened to me. She said she woke up one day and pain in her leg. I think her foot or somewhere. She could not walk. She went to see the doctor. The doctor gave her a prescription. I don't know whether she bought the medicine. And listen, this is somebody who could afford the medicine. But he said that no. She looked at the medicine and said, if I start, ah, she wasn't sure when this medicine thing will stop. So she decided to go and fight for her health with the word of God. She said, sir, I took my Bible and went on a retreat just to heal a pain in the leg. So the day when I got to that retreat, they had a program. So that first day, the preacher said something. So I knew straight that I was healed. He said, but I left the place. No physical change. He said, but I knew I had got it. So I came back home, and I kept on declaring the word of God over myself every day. So one day I realized that I didn't know when last I felt the pain. Are you getting my point? That the pain when she forgot it used to be there. So one day she said, oh wait, so I used to have one particular pain in a particular area. That's how she fought for her right. She wasn't arguing with God that didn't you count your money. <laughs> Maybe pastor didn't deliver it. I counted it for him. No, she didn't do that. That was the same church I told you. I, don't, I told the story then when I first came back. One woman who I spoke with at length there, one of the officials, she said, in my family, I'm the only person who is not on antihypertensives. Say, my father was hypertensive. My mother was hypertensive. All my siblings are on antihypertensive drugs. Say, I'm the only person not taking antihypertensive in my whole family. I said, Madam, tell me about it. Say, simple. He said, if I ever check my blood pressure and I see that it has gone up, I know something is wrong. So I start thinking, Lord, what am I worried about? Ah, he said, no. I start introspecting. I start praying, declaring God's word, resting. 
He said, my blood pressure always returns to normal. Somebody said in the family, they used to tell her that she was the odd one. Now she's the only person that has a normal blood pressure and is not taking any blood pressure medicine. That's what I mean when I say people put their hope in wrong things. A woman was critically sick. Pastor went to see her. He said, after I gave my land to church, why should I be sick? Is it not because they lied to her? Christians, they love to believe those lies. I'm saying to you today again, you can never buy any blessing with your offering. You can't. All your blessings are in Christ Jesus. All of them. When you give, it's a sign of you're a Christian. Let me put it like that. Your father is a giver, so you're a giver. You're not afraid. Read my track, Cheerful Giver. I keep on recommending it. Read that track ten times. I understand what it means to be a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver does not, is not doing it because he wants something back. A cheerful giver is giving because he has faith. She has faith. She knows that God has taken care of my life. He knows that whatever God gives me today is his own. I'm a custodian. And inside there's food for the, there's seed for the sower and bread for food. So a believer is a responsible, you know, manager of resources. That's the word. He says responsible manager of resources. So God says, listen, this is money for this. I sit down in my house. I decide, look, these are the things that need to be done. And I portion the money appropriately. The message of Jesus for the churches, for this season, those two things I've pointed out. Number one, most importantly, go and learn. Learn the word of God. Learn God's word. Learn the doctrines of the Lord Jesus. It costs time, it costs money, it costs energy. Listen to me. You can't do it going to church only on Sundays. Or even come here, coming here only on Saturdays. No. <laughs> no. No. See the way those who want to lose weight. See the way you wake up every morning. Running around like Satan. Every day they are there running up and down. Those who want deliverance from ignorance, that's what you need to do too. It's, an, it's a daily affair. People have no compunction with gathering family and disappearing, going abroad for one week, two weeks. Listen, you know what God says? Gather that same money, nothing less. Go somewhere quiet. Go to where you can hear the word of God. Listen, to kill your ignorance, it will cost you money. Oh, it will cost you money, it will cost you money. In fact, it is... Now, I want to say something funny. It is unfairly cheap now. Because everything is on the internet. Books that we had to look for money to buy those days. Nice click of a button. You use flash share, Wi-Fi direct for Samsung people. Just move up and down. When I was looking for um, journalism, that we story. When I was looking for that story. I read a book long ago. My friend, I bought from a friend of mine you know, something like uh, almost 20 years ago. So a few years ago, I was not looking for the book. I said, I need to get this book. I went online. Went, do you know the only place where I found it? Amazon had it. Amazon US had it for, they say it's a classic, for $200. Brand new books are $15. New releases, $15 to $20. They said $200. Ah! I thought to myself, $200. I didn't just show, show the webpage. I kept on looking. $200. Ah! Harder. $200. Hi. Because I needed to read the book. And finally, an idea just entered my mind. I just said, 
check Amazon UK. So I went to Amazon UK. Found it for ten pounds. <laughs> ten pounds. I called a friend of mine in the UK. I said, please buy this book. I sent the link to him. Buy me this book. He was coming home the following week. He said, it may not arrive before I travel. I said, it doesn't matter. Let it be in your house. I will know it is there. I will get it one day. When I came to the airport here to pick him up, he handed me the book. See the rejoicing of my soul. And I said, no, that is a gift. So I didn't have to refund him his 10 pounds. No, the funny thing. I read the book. One day I was making noise about it like this. Somebody said, okay, forward it to me. PDF free. No, I don't regret that one, but this was even long after. Those books that we used to search everywhere from, from up and down, they are now free. People are sharing. So, that's why I said it's in quote, in quote, unfairly easy now. So, you have no excuse. Like I said last time, God holds you personally responsible for your life. If an old prophet is deceiving you, God says you want to be deceived. He says you want to be deceived. You want to be deceived. That's why old prophets are still deceiving Christians till today. They love deception. I can't, for, I can't force you to agree with me. I can't force you to obey what I'm saying. But one day I can ask you, you can settle down and study for yourself. And one day come to your own conclusion. Listen, let me speak for the Lord Jesus. He's tired. He's tired of the insults. And he's tired of his people tolerating them. And they tell you that witches are after you. Tell the person, obviously they don't have work. Tell the witches to go and chase money. They will prosper like that. <laughs> As by chasing me, it will help them. I've told this story many times. A friend of mine, the family, the couple, my friends, our brethren, their son died. A neighbor came and said, we have found who killed your child. And the woman started laughing. She said, madam, come and start going. Thank you very much for your help. Just for, your, for emphasis, a witch cannot kill my child. I told the woman, neighbor, Satan, Satan sent that one to come and confuse the family. Like the story I read to you now, that I, just, that I just narrated to you. One person died, the whole family was ruined. A family of ten, one person died, nine living people were ruined. Why? They believed they lie. If it was somebody like my friend, they would have laughed. And said, my husband is a ritualist. He killed one. And you start laughing. So that you can prosper. Hey, okay, now you're picking now. <laughs> you go laugh. Madam, he will kill the rest too. Let him eat them if he can. You just laugh about it. I say, my pastor, go away. Don't find another job. I say, my God, who cannot protect me from ritualists. You should go and find another job. I found that in Pluto, they are looking for gods over there. Let him drop his application. <laughs> you know, there are gods that should drop application. Said that look, I should be sleeping when your enemies are not sleeping. Say, because my God does not sleep, that is why I sleep. If my God cannot do his job of being awake, he should send the application somewhere else. That is a matter of fact. That's how I reason. The God that needs my enemies to die before he can bless me, he doesn't have a job. He should have gone for this last Mecca pilgrimage. Maybe they will give him a job there. Because he's not my own God. My own God. He doesn't care who is alive or who is dead. He said, I prepare a table in the presence of those enemies. I want to, you know, he's the original toying God. <laughs> he wants to do toying to them. I have blessed my children. What can you do about it? He said, no, don't die yet. Don't die yet. If you die now, we won't have who to rejoice over. Sit down here and watch me bless people. That's my God. 
He's not afraid of anybody. When it's night season, he says, Banky, go to sleep. Because there are blessings that are only released when you are asleep. That's what he says. That's the God I serve, not the one that needs another job. You need to get knowledge so that people won't be tossing you up and down. Like I said, let me you know where I began this from. That following God is not hard. It's where we put our energy that has a problem. Christians do religions. I wonder, do you know what Christianity is? Jesus died to free us from many of the things we are you know, pushing ourselves into on a daily basis. That was the primary reason he died. He said, I don't want them to continue living like this. They are said, look, I walk in this freedom. If I give money, it's because I want to give money. Nobody can force me to give. God will not force me to give. I don't calculate any percentage for him. I don't buy any blessing from him. We have been studying Psalm 119. If not been around, please get the messages. Psalm 119, that's my life. Teach me your word. Incline my, my heart to your statutes. Give me understanding. Help me to obey you. That's all. I don't do deals with God. People say make vows. I don't make him any vow. I almost mistakenly made a vow yesterday. I had to tell him I'm sorry. And I was in a trick. You, what you would call a trivial thing, I have to tell him, say, Lord, sorry. That's not a promise. I will, if, if it was a promise, I would draw it. I don't make him promises. When you make promises, you start breaking it. If I find what I'm supposed to do, I will open my Bible and say, Lord, this is a good thing to do. Help me to do it. Because when I'm making him promises, I'm thinking I have strength. When I'm making promises, I'm thinking I know how to. What I do is I make requests. Say, wow, this is what the Bible says. Lord, this, I like this. Help me to do it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. This word is working in me. It's working in me. Obedience is working in me. That's what I say. I don't tell the lie. Promise you from today. I will pray five times a day. Believe me. You say that as a Christian. It's, six, it's ten days later you will remember that prayer. <laughs> Have you not experienced it? It's ten days later you will remember that. Ha! Ah, Lord, I promise you I will pray five times a day. Okay, Lord, I will continue, but okay. The Lord will now say, what about my areas? <laughs> okay, let's do it like this. I will pray six times a day. After ten days, we'll have covered up. The Lord said, no problem, start. Then three days later, you fall sick. When you wake up, God is waiting. I'm waiting for my prayer. Say, Lord, but you saw I was sick. Now, did you say unless I fall sick? <laughs> and after a while, you look and say, Lord, I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? For thinking I can obey you with my own strength. God said, good. I hereby forgive you. Now, what do you want? Say, Lord, you said pray without ceasing. I love to pray all the time. You now say, grace to pray all the time. Receive it. You will say, amen. Then, then nobody can stop you praying anymore. You don't find yourself praying all the time. You are in the bathroom. Father will give you thanks. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You are speaking in tongues. You are just looking at me. They say, eat now. You say, I'm coming. They say, give thanks for food. Father, I thank you. Who food? You are good. This is food. You produce. Hallelujah. Uh-uh. One hour later, I say, don't ask that guy to pray again. <laughs> They will say, you pray to myself. Me? I don't pray. Do I pray? You won't even know you are praying. Why? Because by the himself, the Lord had worked praying into your system. So that's why I don't make him promises. I, no, I don't make promises. I have plans. I do. I have plans. I have desires. I commit even my good desires to the Lord in prayer. I say, Lord, work it out in me. Because sometimes my good desires, he doesn't even like them. They just look good to me. Do you know that? Listen, 
Oh, the Lord is good. I have to end the message today. End the message now. But what I wanted to preach today, I didn't get there. I just, you know, I, we're reading, right? Did you finish reading? Let's finish reading. Do that if you read. I just remembered now. The Lord is good. Oh no, I'm just, that's the message of Jesus for this season. All right, we need to learn again and pray effective prayers. We have to learn His Word so that we can pray effectively. It needs also, believe me. I am convinced more than before. Nigeria and a lot of African countries they are very, very crucial to God in this season. If we don't get it right, the whole earth is doomed. Because the Ika has boarded in many countries. You know, you know what it means for Ika to board? The glory has departed. You look all over Europe. Glory has melted. I heard prophecies, even concerning North America. And I see Christians sometimes, you know, when Christians want to make decisions, sometimes they make me laugh. They, they, amaze, they amaze me. You know, you know you don't believe when you start making decisions that show that material things matter more to you than spiritual things. That's when you know your faith is dead. I want to tell uh, my children, my children, they will be talking about raising their children where uh, education is good. What do they call, it, call education that is good? You know, when Christians talk sometimes, you are ashamed of them before the Father and His holy angels. He said, education is good. What do you call education that is good? No, let's ask ourselves, what is good education? They say, I also go on strike in Nigeria. So what? So what? When they go on strike, they end the strike after a while. Listen, the, the longest strike that we ever experienced in this country was not caused by us, it was caused by the federal government. I was a student at that time, 89, SAP riots. Five months straight, Papangeda shut us down. Five straight months. I was a student in 89, Papangeda shut us down. Everybody was going to, to was it in Abuja or Lagos that time, the damn barracks? I don't know whether, okay, I moved to Abuja. Going to Abuja to go and beg him. See, I agree. End of five months was when he finally released us. Has I removed anything from me today? What's all the noise? People talk about, when they talk about good education, you know, it irritates your body. So when you get there, the, the school, somebody told me the other day that one guy came from Canada and he was in the, he was in anywhere, he was talking, that his children, ah, when they entered that school, the children were behind. And it, listen, 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 listen. We trained in Nigeria here. I, I, almost half of my classmates are in UK and, and US. Almost half. They are not behind in anything. They take those exams. They, what are you saying? Nigerians are the most educated group of people in the United States of America. What are you talking about? They'll be lying to you. It is natural when a child changes environment for the first one year, he's going to have a problem. First, he can't even hear his teachers. You don't realize that? The first one year, they can't hear the teachers talk. Ah, first time I went to the U.S., eh? I went for a course. Listen, I've been speaking English all my life. When they say, if you are, if you are English, your first, uh, second language, I say, no, English is my first language. That's how you know that English is my first language. Anything you talk to God in is your first language. When I want to talk to the Lord, I speak in English. I, can't, I cannot quote three verses of scripture apart from in English. But the first time I went to the U.S., my father in heaven, I, I, I went for a course. I was going to work there for five weeks. When we got to the hospital, I was supposed to work. Good didn't know my brother-in-law was there. So, the woman said, he looked for Mr. Wood. That's what I heard. <laughs> so, my brother-in-law said, so we got there, I said, he said we should look for Mr. Wood. She, he said, no. She said, Miss Stewart. I said, no, she said Mr. Wood. 
What I heard was Mr. Wood. <laughs> so he got to a point. No, it was a big, big hospital. So we needed to get direction. He, he went with me to show me the place. So what, 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 look, what was I doing? Is that when, when they finished talking, I turned to him. I said, take her, interpret. <laughs> and they spoke English. I would turn to him, I said, interpret. And they were speaking English. At that time, I had published nothing less than 10 books in English. Yet I couldn't hear them talking. Are you getting my point? So now imagine a child enter that kind of scenario. The first one year, he can't hear what they are saying. You're not telling me that education back home is bad. What nonsense are you talking about? My message is that, are you a Christian? <laughs> are you a Christian? What is more important to you? That's what I'm going to emphasize. People tell me that uh, Asu does not go on strike. You know, this kind of thing. Listen. Ora Roberts said the worst mistake of his life was sending his son to Stanford. In case you don't know, Stanford is where Google came out of. These top tech companies, they come out of Stanford. Ora Roberts said the worst mistake of my life was sending my first son to Stanford because the boy was brilliant. Everybody said he would do well in life. He would go far. He said, okay, let's send him to the best school. They sent him to Stanford. Well, Robert said, why could I not see that they will erode the foundation of his faith? The boy returned from Stanford doubting everything about God. A short while later, they found he was, high on, he was addicted to drugs. The one day got the phone call, police found him dead. He had killed himself. Ura Roberts, world-renowned evangelist, healing minister, Built a Christian university. He said that was the worst mistake of my life. What's wrong with Christians? You know, be bragging when you get to the US. For goodness sake, these people start by telling your children there is no God. And to you, it does not matter. Once they can graduate in four years and give him a bachelor's in engineering, bachelor's in medicine, or bachelor's in something, to you, it's okay. No. I don't care whether it takes you next six years to give you a, a four-year degree. You will stay in your neck. Where in the evening you go to fellowship? This is the day that the Lord. I'm telling you. I mean, that's just what I enjoyed on campus. Listen to me. As a teenager, I was preaching the gospel to a congregation. I was sitting in my teens when I began to head a campus fellowship. That's what I appreciate. I started reading Kenneth Hagin as a habit by the time I was 15. That is what I call education. When I finished University of Benin, my friend who did, who went to Baptist seminary, he said, you challenged me to read my Bible. That is what I call education. That has not made me less a doctor than anybody else. It hasn't. I'm able to balance spiritual things and physical things. I read advanced physics now, and it does not erode one bit from my faith. I laugh at them because my Bible speaks further ahead than they are able to discover. My faith is unshakable now. I took time out to build my foundation. Don't export your children to where the first thing they teach them that there is no God. They teach them foolishness, and you are impressed. I told that church I went to preach in Lagos. One of the rich men there, big man, 
These are men who served God when they were in school, but they made that mistake. The man's son wrote him back one day and said to him, Dad, your faith was good enough for you, but I don't need it. That man, as an old man, his heart was broken. An SU man. No, those who went to SU. Your son writes you and says, says to you, your faith was good for you, but I don't need it. You call that education? What's wrong with us? If you, want to, if you don't want to believe in God, it's not compulsory. But please, if you want to serve the Lord Jesus, what is the big deal about power failure? As it goes on strike, they will come back. Okay? They, do you, listen to me. Covenant University is as, is as good for its first degree as anywhere you get any course they offer you. you. Don't like that? Go to Yola. Atiku built one there too. And last week, yesterday, it was two days ago, I said, God bless Dangote. When Bishop told me that, did you hear that the man is building a university? I said, good. What is wrong with us? You only hear Christians talk sometimes, you're just wondering. And I tell me that I believe in God's prosperity because they pay tithe and offering. Your, your offering perish with you. Rubbish talk. You can't trust this God in anything. You rush to places where God has placed a curse upon. Sadhu Salvaraj said, the angel said to him that California is worse than Nineveh, worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, Christian is talking, you just get irritated. Believe me, I have no compunction with trekking into eternity. What's the car? When you hear them talk, sometimes I told my wife, I said, I just said, I laughed. My wife said, What's funny? I said, I just imagine angels looking at us as we are struggling over toys and we think it's advancement. Crap. Listen, God has ordained everybody for a particular place. Don't let Demas spirit drive you up and down. You have to be mission-minded. You can't be comfort-minded in life. You have to be mission-minded. Let's, let's finish reading this so we can close. I got stuck on that verse 14. When he said, I have a few things against you. I was trying to say that God is just asking you us for a few things at each point in time. Always a few things. He said, because you have some who hold the teaching of Balaam, for time's sake, and I'm just going to jump. And then he said, as a result, they eat things, sacrifice to idols, and commit acts of immorality. Verse 15. So you also have some who in the same way hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, he says, this is what I have for you. This is what I want from you. Repent, or else I'm coming to you quickly. And I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. You as an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, what I wanted to teach before, that's what, this was what I was getting get to. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but the one who receives it. To the angel of the church of Thyatira, write this. The Son of God says this. You can say I'm Russian. I know your deeds and your faith and and your love and faith and service and perseverance. And that your deeds of late are greater than at first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel. Remember, God holds you responsible for what you tolerate. Who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads my bond servants astray, so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. 
He said, I gave her time to repent. And she does not want to repent. Now this is what I'm going to do. I will throw her on a bed of sickness. And those who join her in this adultery thing, I will throw into great tribulation. Unless they repent of her deeds. I will kill her children with pestilence and all the churches will know who I am. Just summarizing. In 24 he said, But I say to you, the rest of you in Tharatira, who do not hold the teaching, who have not known the so-called deep things of Satan, I place no other burden on you. Nevertheless, what you have, hold fast until I come. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations and I shall rule them with the rod of iron as they Vessels of the potter are broken to pieces, as I have received authority from my father, and I will give him the morning star, and all of that. Now, I, I wanted to explain something here, but I'll get to it later, if the Lord permitted me. And what I want to explain is the fact that, you know, last time I ended by explaining that people depart from serving God for a few reasons, not too many reasons. Number one reason, even though they have seen the wonders of God, they departed from following God for a number of reasons. One, this is why people run away. One, the Lord does not grant our requests as quickly as we would have wanted him to grant. Are you getting my point? You want something now, he may not give you immediately. Even though spiritually he has answered you that day, you may not see that manifestation for the next five years. Sometimes you don't see it for ten years. There are different things, okay? So God does not always give us what we want. One of the problems with following God is that he demands patience from us. It is true. There are different ways you can inherit promises. You can inherit promises through labor. You can inherit promises different ways. You can inherit promises through negotiating. But the Bible says, be followers of those who use one particular method, which is what? Faith and patience. Many people don't have that patience side of it. Saul lost out because God tested him on patience. Seven days, all right, I will come. Seven days, before the seven day was over, the Lord deliberately made Samuel wait to see whether Saul will wait. As soon as Saul was due with disobeying God, Samuel came in. And God said, this day I will have established, that is speaking through Samuel. So today the Lord will have established your kingdom. But now, forget it. That is, the test of patience is a major problem. It's a major problem. People can't wait. But Satan will say, bow to me now, I give you now. That is number one reason people depart from God and follow Satan. The second reason why people do that is because God why he's telling you to wait, he's watching you. He said, walk before me and be perfect. He's watching you. He speaks about your conduct. Walking with God puts restrictions on you. Walking with God puts restrictions on what you can do. He puts restrictions on who you can relate with. He puts restrictions on even who, how you spend your money. And many times, we don't like those restrictions. So many times, we don't like That's why people follow you know, the opposite. All right? Now, so we said that when Christians follow that, you know, Things apart from the Lord Jesus, they end up committing immoralities and eating things sacrificed with idol, to idols. We, we, we talked about that at that time, all right? Now, but what I want to bring out is that these things that they are pursuing, okay, which is the reason why they forsake the Lord. These things that Jezebel was showing them. For example, the way by which Christians get results is called grace. It, look, sometimes, you, you know, we believe in prosperity. Somebody say amen. If you believe it, say amen. amen. It's a promise. If you believe that, say amen. amen. But how do you get it? There are different methods. You can get prosperity from hustling. You can get prosperity from breaking the rules of God. You can get prosperity different ways. But the only one that will endure, the only one that God will accept as he being the one that gave to you, is the one that comes into your life through what? Faith and patience. Church usually cannot do that. 
Because patience means patience. Patience just means patience. It means that you can believe for prosperity today, and God says, all right, fine, you will manage for the next 10 years. It doesn't mean prosperity is not working. It just has its own season in your life. Sometimes what you actually see as a vision, it happens a lot, all right? It's for another generation. It happens a lot. Pa Elton saw visions concerning Nigeria. The things he saw are still evolving today. So that's the issue with patience. So that's why we cannot afford to set prosperity in front of us. We cannot afford to set any other thing in front of us apart from Christ Jesus alone. Are you getting my point? Then those things start working out. Now, what I wanted to bring out, okay, is that those things people depart from God to get. You know, that's what Jesus was promising to those who overcome. I don't know what I heard I said. The things that people will follow the doctrines of Jezebel so as to get. Those were the very things the Lord Jesus was promise, promising to those who will overcome. Two things he said there. One, he said, I will give them a white stone. Or literally, a shining stone. Like a diamond. It's not color white as in just white. But a brilliant stone. And then on it, I will write for them a new name. Now, anytime you see the name, the word name in scriptures is authority. Is a rank. Let me give you an example. Christians may be hustling. Let's make it in money. So instead of focusing on the word of God, they focus on business principles. Motivational speaking. All kinds of things. But if they had focused on God, it will get to a time when they've gone through the trials, the tests, everything, and they had remained faithful to his name. Then he will give them a name that nobody knows apart from them. Are you, are you getting my point? What does that mean? They will be having an effect outside. Nobody knows who's causing the problem. God gives power to people who can decide what's going on in an economy. It's what God called a name that nobody knows but the person who has it. I don't know whether he got that. People will sit in a country and decide who rules, who can't rule, laws that can be passed and laws that cannot be passed. And you will never suspect. Why? Because they have a name that nobody knows apart from the person that has it. You see that what Jesus is going for are people that can hold authority for him on the earth. He said that, listen, because of the authority I have with my father, I am going to give them authority. And look at what he said they will do, verse 27. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. I will give them authority over the nations. Are you seeing that? Like I said the other time, both this church in Thyatira and the one in Pergamum, essentially the same things he said to them using different words. He said, I will give them authority over the nations and they will rule with a rod of iron. As the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces. That is, a potter takes an iron rod and breaks vessels to pieces. That is how I will give human beings, my people, authority to rule over the nations. You know what I'm, what I'm, what, you know what I'm preaching? He is finding it so hard to find such people. And that's why the word has to go out in this season. That's why he has to push the church. It's part of a church that doesn't have, that all they can do is political campaign, activism, join, you know, political group, and be making noise. They are supposed to have authority to rule nations from their bedrooms. Because they have a name that nobody knows apart from them. Are you getting my point? But listen, you know, contrary to what we thought those when we were children, we thought once you give your life to Christ, it just hands out the power. No, it's not like that. You pass through trial, you pass through testing, you pass through pruning. 
you pass through the place where God has shown you to be faithful. That's when he starts handing out power to people. I hope you've gotten my point. What I said in the last few minutes, last ten minutes, is what I wanted to preach the whole day. But it went the way it went. I hope it's okay. So we hope we'll do this one next time. Let's bow our heads to pray. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Say, Lord, thank you. Now, just pray a simple prayer. Say, Lord, help me to follow you simply. I ask you, Lord, to give me knowledge. Give me understanding. Now, that's what we said. That's the message for the church in, in this season. Too much walking in ignorance. Say, Lord, help me by giving me knowledge. I said, look, you can't even promise anything. So, just say, Lord, help me to love you. Help me to go after knowledge. I desire it. Is that what he wants? Desire the sincere milk of the word. Say, Lord, I desire it. I desire to know. I desire to know. I desire to know. I desire to know. Lord, fulfill that hunger of my heart. Satisfy it. Say simple prayer. Say, Lord, satisfy it. Satisfy this hunger of my heart. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.